This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. We are sticking with Breitbart News. John Carney's Breitbart News Editor for Economics and Finance and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest with the aforementioned Alex Marlowe. John, welcome back. So, all aboard the Marrakech Express, inflation is <laughs> sticky, and um, the bond market um, may be in some trouble. By the way, we had Steven Mnuchin on the show last night. He agrees with you. He thinks that the really? no, that's bond, great. bond market yields are going to go higher. He, he thinks... He, he qualified a little higher, but he's uh, kind of in your camp. And and some of these inflation reports this week were, um, you know, it showed it's still a problem. That's right. And I think this is what made, you know, my title, the, the All Aboard the Marrakesh Express, comes from the fact that James Bullard was out in Marrakesh, Morocco, at a World Bank IMF conference, not at the conference itself, but, a you know, a side seminar and I think he's seen what the bond market has been doing lately, which is basically saying no more rate hikes, next Fed move is down. And he looked at these recent numbers and said, that's not justified. I mean, you know, nobody knows what the future will hold, but it's not justified based on what we're seeing right now. What we're seeing now is not inflation spiking rapidly upward or anything, but just that we're not making progress on inflation which means that we don't get to 2% unless something changes. Either we start making more progress mysteriously. I'm not sure how that would happen. Or the Fed needs to continue hiking rates. That's a view that's so far out of consensus right now that I was really glad that we had, you know, that it's not just me, you, Mnuchin, you know, making this point. It, you know, having Bullard make it is important because, now that he's not on the Fed, he actually has a little bit more freedom to speak, but he knows what they're thinking. So I think he, it bears paying attention, particularly when recently ex-Fed presidents speak. We should pay a lot of attention to what they're saying. Jim Bullard's a smart guy. So he's at the Purdue Business School now. Uh, he is an acquaintance of mine. He was kind of the mentor for Christopher Waller, who was on the Federal Reserve Board, and was a senior advisor at the St. Louis Fed that Bullard ran for many years. Actually, Bullard recommended uh, Waller to me, and so we put him on the Federal Reserve Board. President Trump signed off on that. Interesting, John, you know, bonds, so the 10-year note fell 20 basis points this week, some odd, 461 at the close. 
uh, in what may be the worst Middle East blow-up in 50 years, um, I mean, apart from all the other stuff, but the CPI, PPI, the top-line numbers came in stronger. I, I'm so tired of everyone telling me uh, excluding food and energy. I mean, core, I don't know what core prices are food and energy. I mean, I just don't get this, John Carney. That's right. They, and a lot of them are also out there saying, well, we'll, we'll also exclude shelter prices, right? Oh. So, we're, so we're excluding everything humans need, right? Food, energy, shelter. Uh, I did a quick back of the envelope calculation and figured out that they're actually excluding nearly 60% of everything <laughs> once you cut out food, energy, inflation. So, you know, so what's left is just a stub of CPI, and then they try to reason from that. That's a disastrous thing because, it's one, it doesn't tell you how the public is going to react to inflation. Mm. But, two, it, it, you're, you're actually excluding the things that are changing people's lives, and you're coming up with a number that, you know, that tells you what you want to hear. Oh, inflation's going away, but it's not actually telling you what's going to happen next. Well, as you say, it's not going back to 9%, but it does look kind of sticky, uh, somewhere between 3 and 5%, and the Fed's target is 2%. So that leaves them with a dilemma. That's right. And, um, you know, some of the people, it's actually interesting, some of the same people who are saying, well, no, inflation's over, we won, uh, victory, hurrah, or actually the same people who are saying, well, the Fed shouldn't try to get down to 2%. Maybe they should just settle at 3%, uh, so, which is a little bit of a contradiction. If we won, that would mean we're on the path to 2%. Yet at the same time, they say, well, maybe we shouldn't actually be on the way to 2% or 3%. I'm, you know, 2% was a number that, you know, was developed uh, 20 years ago. I don't know that it's the right number. What I do know is that the Fed absolutely, this is the first time the Fed has been tested on the 2% number. If it abandons it now and moves to 3%, it really will damage the credibility of central banks all over the world because you just say, well, no, they, you know, they don't actually have an inflation target. They just move infl- the inflation target to what happens to be the rate of inflation at any given time. Well, it's interesting, John Carney, um, if the Atlanta Fed GDP is close, so they're saying 5% real growth yeah. in the third quarter, and we'll get that number in a week or two. And so suppose I put on a 4% inflation rate uh, or 35 That's 85 to 9% for nominal GDP, which used to be some kind of Fed target. I mean, that's way above uh, anything that they really want in the long run. And then they're going to have to deal with that number. That's right. They would, the way they would look at it is that is a unsustainable, problematic level of nominal growth. That, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, they can, and they, they, it is beyond the economy's potential. It will create all sorts of problems to have that level of nominal growth. So they, they will need to address that. I think, if, you know, even if you take I, I, one one approach I've seen somebody take is take the New York Fed. They've resurrected their now cast. They're at 2.5 percent, by the way. So, they're, you know, that's also higher than what the Fed thinks the long run growth rate should be. 
But if you average the two, we're still at three or four percent, which if you give another three or four percent for uh, inflation puts us at nominal growth at seven percent. That's still a very overheated economy. And one, by the way, I think that a lot of people would have told you that if the Fed funds rate is up above five percent, we wouldn't be growing that fast. But we are. And so, frankly, I think the Fed funds rate needs to go as you know, Bullard said six, six and a half percent. I think he's probably right that unless we see something dramatically change, and I don't see that anything in the offing happening, uh, we probably do need to go. And that's, you know, so we're at, we're 100 basis points below where Bullard hinted we might need to go, and I think that's probably right. And that will shock people because that's four more hikes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Well, that's right. That's exactly right. Changes the whole ball game, whole atmosphere in the bond market. You know, uh, I know there are a lot of uh, Taylor rules, John Taylor rules, but we had, I had John on the show, I don't know, a couple months ago. He, his own working Taylor rule was 6%. I mean, that's, so we're at five and a quarter to five and a half. So you're two or three hikes away. But as you note, none of this is in the market, which makes you wonder what kind of volatility is out there. Right. I think there's a there's a big problem in that the market has really convinced itself that the next Fed move, maybe there's one more hike, but after that, the next Fed move is definitely down and probably sooner rather than later. Um, some people that I really respect think it, it could come as early as March, a Fed cut. I think that given what we're seeing in nominal growth and, and the inflation numbers, that that is not going to happen, that we are going to – that we're, we're going to have a hike, actually, in the first quarter of next year because the Fed will realize, oh, you know, inflation isn't coming down. We'll have several more numbers. So, you know, I, I think they're not, I think they'll be hesitant to hike into next year, but I think by March or, you know, April, May period, then we, they probably will have to say, look, inflation hasn't come down as we expected. We're not on a path to 2%. Well, you know, I'm a believer in efficient markets, okay? But really, John Carney, haven't these, you know, futures markets and Fed funds and so forth been pretty wrong the last year or two? I mean, they're always, really they're, always, they're always predicting a drop in the Fed funds rate, which doesn't happen. Right. They really have been wrong. Um, 
remember, efficient markets can only be as good as both the data and the analysis, right? It's not, it, it tells us that it incorporates all the data that's come in, but it doesn't tell us it's necessarily correct. And so what I would say is that um, while the markets have been underpricing where the Fed needs to go and underpricing inflation and how persistent it will be, uh, I'm not surprised that that is continuing. And, and frankly, you know, again, as you said, they've been wrong for so long right now that we do have to wonder whether there may be a kind of, you know, because we had very low inflation for such a long time and then followed by very low interest rates, there may be an adjustment, a sort of, you know, a mental cognitive adjustment that needs to happen that hasn't happened yet. When we first went to zero interest rates, everybody thought, that's crazy. We have to go back up to 5% eventually. Now we're at 5% and people think, that's crazy. We have to go back towards zero again. I don't think that's right. I think we, we were in a long regime of low interest rates, and we may now be in the next long regime of higher interest rates. Yeah. All right, John Carney, co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest. Thank you, John. Folks, quick break. Other side of the break, Charlie Hurd, just about the best political analyst in Washington, D.C. He's going to come on. We're going to talk about Jim Jordan. Is he going to be the next Speaker of the House? I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. Now back.